and welcome to Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network. We have Billy A. with us from Allentown, Pennsylvania, and this is the fifth month, uh, May of 2018. We are, as such, doing the fifth tradition. Yeah, this is intended for members of Narcotics Anonymous, and as usual, we have uh, a lot of questions submitted via Radio Free NA. We may or may not have callers jump in uh, as the podcast progresses. At this moment, we just have uh, Bill and myself on the line. Do uh, you want to just uh, – anything you want to say before we get started? You just want to jump in with the first question, Bill? No, I just want to get started with the fifth tradition, so I'm going to read it. Tradition. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our primary purpose is to carry the message to the addict who still suffers. All right, and uh, you know, it says right off the start when the gray book on page 102, uh, line 10, you may say our primary purpose is to carry the message. I thought we were here to clean up. I thought our primary purpose was to recover from drug addiction. For the individual, this is certainly true. Our members are here to find freedom from addiction and new way of life. However, groups aren't addicted and don't recover. All our groups can do is plant the seed for recovery and bring addicts together so that the magic of empathy, honesty, caring, sharing, and service can do its thing. The purpose of this tradition is to ensure that the atmosphere of recovery is maintained. Uh, you know, and that's the important part, I think, of the tradition that we're talking about, is the atmosphere of recovery. And so yeah. I like to, you know, get into these questions on – because the first question starts, how does the group keep the atmosphere recovered? Yeah, I was going to say, it's obvious that uh, some of these people have been, been reading in the, the old school literature because they start right off with this atmosphere recovery stuff, looking at these questions. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to point out to you, you paraphrased there, said our, pri- our primary purpose, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's pointed out right there what you just read in the book. When we're dealing with the traditions, we're dealing with, uh, the fellowship, the groups, and, and so yeah, the actual. If we use the exact wording, each group has but one primary purpose, uh, and so it's very clear in the tradition. While it might be my purpose as an addict to uh, stop using and to stay stopped, it's it's our purpose as a home group to carry this message, and that's the only purpose that that we have. Correct. Right, and it says how does. Right. <laughs> Does a group keep an atmosphere of recovery? I say in your format, sets that up to start with, okay, is in your format. And yeah. the purpose of the group is is to keep that atmosphere in the room, and how do you do it is by your format. Uh, and I found out, you know, you, it, it, you know, the traditions allow you to have any format that you want. However, the format allows for uh, – the atmosphere to be disrupted is the format a good format then? And I think each group's hmm. got to decide that, okay? You know, our group, uh, basically, we have turned all our meetings into literature study and step study meetings, basically, okay, to keep the uh-huh. atmosphere on them, on them targets. We don't open uh, the meeting up and ask if there's anybody that needs to share uh, what's going on with their day today? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because we found out when you when we did that, we ended up having 
the format being set up by disruptiveness, and we weren't carrying the message. Instead, we were dealing with a lot of uh, insanity. Mm. Uh, so to get the, the meeting on target, and, uh, you know, and so what we did, we set a format up that deals with studying the literature, discussing the literature, and, yes, there's room if you're struggling at the end of the meeting and you feel like using, okay, let's talk about it before you leave, okay? So that's right. taken care of, but it doesn't dictate the meeting, okay? Mm-hmm. We're carrying the message instead. We're getting the atmosphere established that we're about the, what's in the book and uh, we're about the steps and the traditions, and we discuss these things and study them, and we do leave time at the end, okay, because we never allow a meeting to close down without seeing that there's someone that has issues that they need to discuss before they leave, okay, so people can get together with them after the meeting and do 12-step work instead. Right. You know, and, and that they can individually carry the message before they leave the building, okay? So our atmosphere yeah. is good for that purpose, okay? Yeah, I feel like the group that I belong to, we're still um, growing up in a sense, still still finding our way. Uh, if, if memory serves, we started in I, I think early 2014 as a as a as a home group, the the one that I currently belong to, and uh, um, I I've recalled experiences over the years, uh, just myself going to meetings and noticing the difference between when we're focused on steps and traditions. And and when it's kind of just a a free for all. Sometimes I, I'd be at their meetings and they call it getting real, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like everybody was just sharing about how bad life was, and I noticed a real difference between those meetings and the meetings where people with a little time were stepping in and sharing. Here's the here's the challenges I'm facing, and and here's how I'm dealing with it through the steps, or sometimes through the traditions. Uh, our home group, <laughs> believe it or not, we currently. We've been running without a format for a little while, kind of a loose format, and we went back to a format, and we scrapped it, and we said, you know what, we're running better without a format, but it's not the, it's not the idea of, of – it's not really that there is no format. It's that we have a, a core group of members, and we kind of we, – well, number one, we always start with, with the readings, Uh so there, there is a format there anyway, even if it's not uh, set in stone on paper. We, we don't have an official chair anymore, uh, but it's always a home group member uh, leading the meeting or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and then the, the people that are home group members there will chime in with the things that used to be written on paper that need to be said that night. All the things are getting said. I've noticed recently, though, that when we break out the book and we actually study uh, a step or a tradition, it seems to be a little bit, uh, it just seems to be a better atmosphere of recovery uh, than when it is opened up to, and I'm not saying we should never open the meetings up to this or, or that your home group has to do it the way any of ours do, uh, but uh, yeah, I've noticed very much so lately when we when we say, hey, let's study out of the baby blue this week or whatever it is we're going to, and we study an actual step or tradition it it does seem to be a more solid uh, atmosphere of recovery. It, it just yeah, and I I started out by saying our home group is is growing up. Um, I I don't think it's breaking anonymity because it's no secret at this point that, that you happen to be my sponsor, 
And I think a lot of the things that our home group has taken a lead from your home group over the years, like uh, we will ask your home group's opinion on various issues and how do you handle this, how do you handle that. So some of the things we have set up, uh, especially with the way we do group conscience, has, has come from learning from your group. And here I am on a podcast today learning something I didn't know, and I've attended your home group on several occasions. And, and didn't know that that was the actual format. So, I mean, this is a learning process for me, too. But I think, uh, for me, the short answer to that question is whatever you do as a home group, uh, if everything you do is aimed at carrying the message and, and the 12 traditions, I think we, we protect that naturally when our, when our focus is first and foremost as a group on the traditions. And I, I literally mean that, not, as an individual and in recovery, my focus is on the steps, but as a home group, our, to us, our, our focus is on the traditions, and that's very much in the, the forefront of the group that I belong to, uh, our minds and, and what we're doing every week. It's, it's very traditions-driven, uh, and, and I think that I think you can't go wrong there if the traditions are first and foremost as a group. Well, when you bring that up right there, okay, that's what creates the atmosphere, okay, is the traditions. Um, exactly. The, in, the steps are for the individual and the traditions are for the group itself, as you can mm-hmm. see there. Okay? And uh, when the group uh, keeping its primary purpose and how they keep that primary purpose is through the atmosphere, uh, they're traditionally oriented, okay? And their purpose is is to carry that message and, and, and plant a seed that you can find help here in Narcotics Anonymous, and this is how we, we do it here, okay? And we changed right. the format over the years, okay? I mean, our group has always been driven with traditions. I mean, uh, when we originally started, we used to do a public information meeting once a week, okay? Uh, and that was a a, a basically a speaker or a panel presentation on Narcotics Anonymous for an R. And then we'd take a break and we'd have refreshments and stuff and talk with anyone that that met, that uh, feels are an addict, okay, that we got the, the second part of the meeting starting, okay, in a half an hour in the back room, okay, which is a closed Narcotics Anonymous meeting, which was the yeah. same meeting. It would, then it would get goal-oriented go, go towards with the, the little white because we didn't have a basic text at that time, all right? Right. Um, and we discussed what was in the little white book and uh, talk about recovery and stuff and how do we recover, and and uh, it was more intimate then. But we did that every week, okay? And uh, we haven't done one of them in a long time. We talked about it again, about doing uh, a public information presentation, and do we want to do that once a month or once every other month? Because I don't think we're ready to go back to doing a weekly presentation. All right? Right. And uh, we're talking about that again. But the goal is to plant the seed again. It's uh, the yeah. keeping out here on what is, what is NA, how does NA work, and who we're for, okay, and how we can help. It's the goal in right. that area. And we're talking about that, and you have to have an atmosphere and an environment for that to happen in. And, uh, you know, but each group has to make the decision on how. It's like if a meeting gets off target, how do you deal with it? Well, you want to call it the secretary or whoever's leading the meeting knows who to call on in the meeting to bring the meeting back together, okay? 
We need right. to conscience, okay? Not at that meeting, but we know who's at the meeting, and we know, uh, you know, in our group, we don't raise hands, but if, if the meeting's getting off target, then we know certain members are supposed to step up and, and share that, okay? Right. But you can raise hands. Yeah. Well, the group, well, whoever's leading the group would call on the person that they knew could get the meeting back on target. When we discuss that, you know, in the group, conscience. If we're dealing yeah. with these issues, what can we deal with this here? This helps keep the atmosphere of the room without it affecting and becoming argumentative in the, in the meeting itself. How do you deal with right. that when, you know, you got uh, a couple people just chiming off of how bad their day was and stuff, and you're like, and you, and you know the meeting's going the wrong direction. Well, then you know one of the the the, the, the group members are supposed to step up and share and and, and start yeah. talking on how they deal with situations throughout their day and with the sets and how they call their sponsor and get it back on target to the recovery end. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I uh... – it's interesting you say that. We, as a group, um, we've never had this formal discussion, but it's one of those, you know this, when you, when you have a core home group, uh, like a real home group, with a, I don't mean to say a real home group, but when you have a home group that has a real group conscience and a real understanding about what, what the home group is about, you communicate sometimes with these other members without words. It's, it's, there is a, a very clear understanding in the group that I belong to. And, like, we've never discussed this formally, but it happens so automatically that exactly what you're saying, if if the meeting starts to get a little off track, um, the older members, and, and it's not even always the older members, sometimes it's just a core member of the home group that might be a newcomer, somebody with less than a year, but they will jump in and share about, and, and and it's never done in the sense of hey you guys are doing it wrong and that's not what this is about. It's always all of a sudden we're just someone with time or somebody who who understands these things even if they're a newcomer will share about the challenges they're facing and how they're dealing with them through the steps and through the program. And that's like uh, like I said we've never had this formal discussion but it is it's very much something that um, every member of this home group understands and and. Well, let me say the regular ones, the ones that are actually members of the home group in more than name only, that actually show up and and, and participate in this conscience. And it, it's it, it really it, it's just amazing to see it happen. Uh, it, it's almost like it, it's almost like you know who's supposed to share. Without saying, it. I might want to share, but I might look over at my boy Ramsey and know, hey, this is where higher power is leading it. This is where God's leading it right now. Uh, Ramsey's going to open his mouth right now, and he will. <laughs> you know, it's just like it, it sounds kind of like people don't believe it, but there's this real, there's a lot going on. It doesn't have to do with words in a home group when you have this atmosphere of recovery and 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 surrender to these traditions, and when they are are the main focus. Um, I'm going to read these next two questions because we're kind of getting into them anyway. It says, "How do you stay recovery oriented as a group, and and how do you stay recovery?" oriented as a member of a group um and i feel like we've kind of been addressing those two already you know just the way this is naturally flowing but uh you know as a group we've very much been discussing that by focusing on the traditions by doing the things that bill's been talking about that uh and again there's no blueprint here i i know there's um, some questions down the list about creative freedom um 
as long as the traditions are our basis, your group will there'll be an intuition and there'll be formal discussions too. Uh, your group will know what to do. Very almost every week we have a a, a home group meeting before the meeting and. Uh, lately, it's been, you know, going over the motions for the Fellowship Service Conference, but quite often it will be writing on the traditions or discussing the traditions uh, if we're not actually writing before. The, and, man, that really sets the tone. When you got the home group members there discussing the traditions before the meeting even happens as a home group meeting, not as a recovery meeting, that carries over. Um, and, and as a member of a group, it would be real easy to just say, focus on the steps but to me i know we're talking about the fifth tradition today but to me it goes right back to that first tradition and it's not about what i want it's not about what's best for me as an individual when we're in this group setting it's about what's best for this home group and and bringing that back to the fifth tradition what most effectively uh or, or what's how do we best carry the message to the addict who still suffers um for me if i'm focused as an individual on the first and fifth tradition, and not just those, obviously, but but those two go so hand-in-hand hand with regard to that question. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Bill? Your, more your, I like the word feelings better than thoughts in this, in, in this type of circumstance. <laughs> what are your feelings on that? We've actually answered a lot of these two already. Yeah, we have. Group, how do you stay recovery-oriented as a member of a group? I know my responsibility as a member to start with, okay? And, you know, being around as long as I have, I got years of experience that I'm not there basically to be dumping, okay? Yeah. I'm a sponsor to call, okay, as a member. Uh, I do not save up all that stuff that, that's been going on in my day to bring it to the meeting that night as a member. I already have dealt with that in, in my daily affairs. I've called my sponsor. I've contacted multiple addicts every day. Of, you know, i got to say, I'm, I'm, called, I'm, I'm on the, with anywhere from 20 to 40 addicts a day that I communicate with on a regular basis. You know, so I'm not bringing that stuff into the rooms. You know, right. I've dealt with it, and what I can bring into the room is how I dealt with it instead today. I can share my experience, strength, and hopes on NA recovery instead as a member. So I know my responsibility is to carry that message. That. And, and um, yeah, as a brand newcomer, I'm not going to, you know, I, I might have a different perspective at that point in time because I'm there to get help. So right. my responsibility as a member is to help that newcomer instead. So right. Check on if, if my primary purpose as a member of the state queen, yes, and live the program. But when I come there as a member of a group, now I'm in, now I'm part of a, a team effort on carrying that message and keeping that atmosphere there. So I take that membership uh, extremely important that I'm not carrying the message that way. You know that I've dealt with my mess that day. First of all, you know, it's, uh, yeah. So my membership area with the group how do you stay recovery oriented as a group we already talked about formats and things like that there and keeping our primary purpose is to carry the message what is our message and then we got to go over what our message is it's total abstinence many mood shades except my own chemical and how how do we stay clean is uh by practicing certain tools in these rooms okay 
and uh, the communication network is important. Uh, what I see in NA as a whole is to communicate. NA as a whole, in my mind, doesn't communicate like we did in the early days. Uh, no. Not saying that you have members that don't communicate, because you do. Uh, but uh, as a whole, what I'm finding out, even amongst our people that participate in the fellowship service conference, I'm leading a lot of times in contacts. I'm trying mm-hmm. to contact every every group within our uh, uh, conference. Okay. Uh, I, right. I, I haven't heard from my column. Okay. I participate at that level. If I'm not, I'm Skyping. I'm, I'm trying to contact people on a regular basis as a member of my home group and a member of our home group participating within a conference. We, we communicate with one another about our message. If it's, if it's uh, you know, like you said before, down be, uh, below, it talks about creative freedom. Our group has creative freedom through our writing efforts and stuff that we do. You know, we do allow for creative freedom in our conscience to talk about, you know, direction you want to do as a, a, as a group. Uh, you know, we participate in writing efforts with other groups. You know, and the creative freedom of, of uh, like, uh, over in Holland, they, they, they retype set uh, uh, well, two books now. They did the baby blue, okay. Uh, they retype set it, which is gorgeous. Uh, you know, to another prayer for us because we were have, going through a difficult time. And this is part of our uh, atmosphere to have literature on our table, to have it available for newcomers. And that was creative freedom. They did. They just did the great book. They're going to come out with a great book, you know, that's really typeset that's pleasurable to read. So you want to have stuff there that's into newcomers and, that, and that's pleasurable to read instead. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. That's creative freedom that they used as a group to do these things, and they included other groups in the, the, the making sure the flow reading and stuff, making sure everything was consistent. There was nothing different from the original text. Even the misspellings are in the great book. We did not, they didn't change any misspellings. You know, and I've been going through it and uh, making sure myself, okay, as a group member and our group, you know, we, we study the great book, so I have these these, uh, the file there with me, and as they're reading the gray book, I'm I'm going through it to make sure it's right, okay? And right. I'm looking for the misspellings to make sure the misspellings are there, because I got my gray book open, and I got that gray book open, okay? And I'm going back and forth. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm part of that creative freedom. Uh, so we allow creative freedom to format as a group, you know, uh, and how, what's the message, how you're carrying that message as part of creative freedom. So I'm looking at that stuff, and I say, man, this is exciting stuff. It's re-excited me, okay? Like I report uh, to our home group on what I'm doing in Russia right now, okay? I'm reporting on the work I'm doing with setting up a spiritual retreat over there, okay? Uh, you know, and I report that to the home group, you know, uh, and 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 uh, we look at it as we're we're outreaching yet today, right? And I'm and I'm you know through what we're doing with the conference that we set you know originally helped set up through the communication with the groups, they allow me to have creative freedom as an addict to carry the message. 
that our home group carries, okay? And we're doing right. that world fight now. But there's a lot you can do here. It's it's just like, yeah, but I report everything back to the home group from where I'm at, what I'm doing, and when I'm going to Moscow in, in the end of August, okay? So they know exactly what's going on. And if anybody wants to get a plane ticket and hop on the trip with me, you know, they can do that. You know, so I'm making that available to them. Wow. Yeah. So our group is really proactive in that area, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Your group is one of the most proactive groups, if not the most proactive group I've ever seen uh, in that regard. <laughs> just the amount of outreach you all do is just insane and incredible. And we've talked about the history on, on different podcasts, but, I mean, it's quite possible there's a whole area that exists because the the home group that you originally joined, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the home group you're a member of now is a result of doing these outreaches and, and creating new home groups and helping them learn to stand on their own. And it's just incredible the amount of home, uh, the amount of outreach that these, these groups, you can't even call it one group anymore because they all have this shared history where you're at there now from one original home group reaching out and doing these outreach efforts and, and other groups continuing. It's just, I, I, I know your uh, historical perspective group now. What was the, the original group uh, before that that uh, I, I always – Recovery First, that's right. I'm still there, but I, I, I have joined uh, the historical perspective because of, uh, you know, it's the one I can commit to. Right, yeah, I say Recovery First is still uh, – Operating, but uh, yeah, yeah. And it, but uh, historical perspective was an originally an outreach meeting of recovery first, isn't that correct? Right. We we outreach and started that meeting. We ended up development to the Great Book Study meeting then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's just incredible. I mean, this next question, man, it's one of the best questions I've seen in a while. It seems so simple, but what is our responsibility as a group? And, man, if this one don't hit the nail on the head for this whole tradition, yeah, this is uh, – now, I'm going to get your feelings, but I, I talk about this a lot. This this tradition here has been – this is not one that's naturally misunderstood. This is one that's been intentionally uh, taught uh, in the wrong manner to a fellowship by a service structure – this idea of uh, it's the primary responsibility of the group to hold meetings and and the service structure will do the rest, uh, that is so far off. It's kind of weird. The more you study these traditions, and the, the simpler they get, the more you learn. And this, I had this, I don't know if epiphany is the right word, but just in the last few days, this, this idea crashing my mind that uh, – when you read these traditions, um, there's only really one entity that, that has any authority in Narcotics Anonymous, and that's a, a loving God. But it, as far as any physical entity, there is not a single entity in the traditions other than the home group that has any authority at all. The, the home groups possess all of the earthly authority, all of the physical authority to to drive everything within Narcotics Anonymous. Even when you get into later traditions uh, like the 8th and the 9th, it's the home groups setting up service centers. It is the home groups that create and direct and hold accountable service structures. And, and I know that's not the way most groups do it anymore, but that there, there is so much 
There's no such thing as power without responsibility, and literally all the power lies with all of it, not most of it. All of the power lies with the home groups, every bit of it, and as such, to me, all of the responsibility for carrying the message. Not not some, all of it, all the outreach, all the literature. doesn't mean we can't have service boards or committees that we direct, but it means we direct them instead of them directing us. And I'll, I'll shut up here because I've already gone on too long. I, I'd like you to really jump in on that one. I, I think it's a real simple, it's a real simple, uh, you know, uh, as a group is to carry this message, okay, the message of Narcotics Anonymous. How we do it, okay, is like you said, it's the group responsibility. It's the group responsibility, and uh, over the years, our group has taken that seriously. We don't rely on committees. It's like Greg used to talk about it, and uh, he said he thinks one of the biggest mistakes that we've done is standing committees in Narcotics Anonymous. Yes. He said, you know, committee, they should complete their task, report it back to the group, and uh, we're done. Now, what do you want us, you know, if there's anything else you want us to do, then let us know, Okay. But we have, this is the task you gave us, this is how you told us you wanted it done, and report it back. We take that literally as our group, that our group is a, outside of the, the actual uh, meeting that we're putting on, okay? When we meet as group conscience, that's our group. The meeting is what our group puts on, okay? Yeah. It's not the group that when we open up our meeting on Friday night, it's our perspective group. That's a historical perspective meeting being put on by the group, okay, hosted by the group that we meet in conscience with. And, uh, you know, when we go over our format, we, we do uh, questionnaires on how are we carrying the message, are we fulfilling our primary purpose, and, uh, you know, are we getting the message out there? And what are the tools we can use? Like you said, outreach has been one of the major efforts of our group, and that started with Jimmy and Joseph, okay? Telling us to start two more meetings, you know, and that's where it started, with Jimmy and Joseph telling us them things. Go start two more meetings. You don't have enough to do. Let's get some more action going. Let's carry the message, okay? And how do you do it? You talk with them about it, and they say, well, you have group conscience, and you, you look at your group primary purpose and what's your – what, what is your purpose as a group is to carry that message and fill that primary purpose. How you do it, it's up to the group to decide on what's the best vehicle to use. We use the vehicle of outreach. And under outreach came public information at H&I, and we actually used our one meeting, like I said, Recovery First Group, at the first part as a public information meeting uh, once a week, at uh, meeting up at 7.30, so from 7.30 to 8.30 was the, the public information meeting. At, at uh, 9 o'clock, we reopened up and went for an hour and a half from 9 to 10.30, okay, would be the, uh, a closed Narcotics Anonymous meeting. The first part was an open meeting that anyone could attend, but that was outreaching to the community. We're still outreaching our mind. We were still outreaching. Yeah and getting that information out there. Uh, and that was the group doing that. We talked about how to do it, what's the best vehicle we could use. And uh, when it came to public information and, and uh, pub- public information, H and I, we did that where uh, they, they was, it was PI slash H and I. It was not 
a uh, separate committee back then. We actually uh, went in uh, as a group. We, we, we went over the presentation we wanted to present, say, to the prison system to get a meeting there. And then the H&I part was done where that's the part that put the meeting in there was the H&I efforts, not the public information. The public completed their tasks, reported back to the group on the information they got, and then they introduced the people that were going to be carrying the message into the institution, okay? And right. Uh, and set that up and, and find out what, what were the institution's, uh, you know, uh, areas, if we had to fill out any forms to get in there, if we had to have people, like today you have to have people go through the prison system, they got to be cleared, and we get all that information presented to the group so uh, you would know which members can and go the institution. And that was our primary purpose in the group setting. In the group conscience, we discussed them type of things and how to do it. And that was done, and that's how our group actually, it's like they'll say, well, that sounds like an area where our group acted an area back then. We created seven meetings a week, okay? That's part of one group conscience. And then right. later, when uh, we realized we were actually doing this type of work within the group, okay, and we were going to Philadelphia area, and they were really doing nothing except taking our money. We'd buy our literature there, okay? And we realized, well, let's just create an area from our group, and we, we uh, formed uh, two other groups off our group setting, and that was back to our outreach again. We developed two other groups from our meetings, and we figured out who was attending them meetings, and we let them know that, uh, you know, they could still be part of our group or they could help form the other group, okay, where they're more committed. And so we formed two other groups, and then we reached outreach to a group in the Poconos that needed help. We supported them, and they become part of our area then. But the area service was a, a committee body we set up for the groups to work together to do fulfill the primary purpose, but all group conscience directed that, not the area directing the groups is how we right. did that. And I, I think that's the key is remembering that service bodies can go astray if the groups don't keep them in check. And remember whose purpose they are, they're carrying is the group, not their own. So that's stuff we had to right. doing as we develop these things. Yeah, it, it's uh, man. It's interesting you mentioned that H and I P I thing. It, it just from when I was a newcomer and and hearing about H and I and P I and starting to get involved in service, one of my thoughts was, well, why aren't these the same committee? It seems like H and I hospitals and institutions is a function of public information, and and why aren't they more closely related or or working together even uh, at the area level? Um, but what you just said right there, yeah, I think goes back to a previous point. You know, we, we need the, – the service bodies should rely on the groups, not vice versa. And the way things are today with a lot of groups is is the groups rely on the service body for their literature, for, for, for and that is, is not the way it should happen. To, to the degree that you'll hear – you go to service meetings and you'll hear the service body talk about – our primary purpose as a service body to carry this message to the addict who still suffers or um, uh, I, I've heard them talk about uh, being self-supporting. It's hard to talk about one tradition without talking about others because they're so inspired and so brilliantly written that they all flow into each other. But, but the, the, the primary purpose, uh, excuse me, the primary purpose of the groups 
uh, is so much so that the primary purpose of a service body is not to carry the message to the addict who still suffers. It's to fulfill the will of the groups and to fill, fulfill the directives of the groups in their efforts to, to carry that message. They, they are told literally what to do by the groups. They don't have group conscience. They don't have uh, – they're not self-supporting. They are funded by the groups and are only funded by the groups. Uh, and, and, you know, we've talked other times about this. Uh, donating to area with a blank check that, that gives the area autonomy. The area or whatever service body you're using should not have that autonomy. They should be responsible to your group, and, and your group should be telling them this is what the money is for. This is for this, that not, not here's this slush fund, now you decide what you want to do with it. Uh, I want to touch, too, on the standing committees that you mentioned because uh, – the very first thought I think a lot of people might have is, what about the Fellowship Service Conference? I'll tell you right now that the Fellowship Service Conference is not a committee. The Fellowship Service Conference, there is a difference between a, an area service conference and an area service committee. A conference is, is something that's run by the home groups, and if no home groups show up to the Fellowship Service Conference, there just isn't the Fellowship Service Conference. The elected uh, trusted servants are, are not a committee with any power. I don't know if you could even call them a committee the way it's set up. It, it's, uh, it is 100% directed by those groups, and it's not even a, a standing committee. If the groups don't come together and elect trusted servants for the next year, they're just as – it's done. And so if, if uh, <laughs> there were ever not a need for it, it would simply cease to exist, and it is renewed every year. There's There's not a – even with kind of the chair being almost a two-year position, it's not assumed. That that chair has to be go up for election the next year and, and approved uh, by the people who show up for that conference. Um, I, I think you hit on everything that, but it, that I, I don't think it could be stressed enough, the, the responsibility of a group to carry this message. Um, if you don't mind, I want to touch on one other thing. A lot of we're still learning, even as traditionalist groups. You talked about we don't, we still don't communicate well as groups, uh, even within uh, the traditionalist groups or the the fellowship service conference. We, the vast majority of our groups that, that show up to the fellowship service conference, came from this old obsolete service structure that that has uh, ceased to function as a service and. So we still deal with people, groups will come to the conference, uh, even without a group conscience. Uh, last year we held up a motion that, that, that had the numbers to pass because we realized these groups didn't have a conscience yet, and it was the lack of communication. It was the lack of, you know, we, we had GSR showing up going, well, if this motion means this, we vote this way. If this motion means that this, we vote that way. And we couldn't run the old business the way it's supposed to be run and just – Here's the here's the vote. Give us your vote and give us your reason. And, and like I said, it was so obvious that uh, there was no real conscience by the groups that we said, you know, what, we're just going to hold this up another year, even though by the numbers this passes because it, it 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 was obvious and it was the lack of communication with the groups. And that's not a knock on anybody. That's just the degree to which we're still learning this as a fellowship, even within the fellowship service conference that we are so used to service bodies telling us what things mean, telling us how to vote, giving us their interpretation and how they think we should vote. 
that, that we're not reaching out and asking those questions and, and calling the home groups that make the motions and saying, hey, what does this mean? And, and then there's also still that uh, committee mentality. I, I think a lot of times people are afraid to vote no because they're afraid to to ruffle feathers. And, 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 and it's just quite simply, if my group, even if we're not against the motion necessarily, if we're not comfortable with it yet, we don't have a problem showing up and voting no and saying, hey, we'll go ahead and hold this up for another year. We're going to vote no. It's because uh, it, it's it's really not about that um, at all. It, it's it, it is very much about slowing down, making the letting the groups take responsibility, and and, and not acting too quickly at this broadest level of service because it is all about the groups. And I, I think we are still learning that, and I think uh, yeah, it gets a little bit better every year, in, in my opinion. Every year the, the old business seems to go a little bit better as we learn this more and more. But it is something that there's been a lot of damage done just the way uh, I think we've been miseducated as a fellowship because we put our trust in the wrong places uh, for a very long time. Uh, a lot of us did anyway, myself included. I'm in here now, guys. Yeah. Okay. I I saw you trying to call me, but I couldn't get off the podcast. You're in the wrong time zone. Not in your time zone, Eric. So let's see. Uh, the next question uh, was, uh, what are the ways you can carry the message as a group member? Um, I, I don't know that we haven't kind of touched on that already and that the, the total creative freedom is not going to get into that a little bit anyway. Um yeah, but but any any way that I'm carrying that message that stays within the traditions Which, as a group member. What's the question? Uh, it says, uh, "What are what are ways you can carry the message as a group member?" I think we answered that one already. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, there's yeah, there's uh, we we went over that one already. Okay, and what you can do as a group member to be involved. Okay. Right, right, and and what you can do as, as a member, there, there's a lot that we can do uh, that doesn't require. Uh, if I'm going to speak on behalf of my home group, I obviously need to to be with my home group. But as, as a member of that group, there's a lot I can and should be doing to carry this message uh, every day of my life. I, I wouldn't be a member of Narcotics Anonymous if there wasn't somebody carrying a message of Narcotics Anonymous without even mentioning the NA name. Uh, in, in my almost daily life, that when I needed help, I knew exactly who to go to and exactly who had what I wanted. Hey, it had a lot more than I thought I wanted at the time. <laughs> I, 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 That's why I talked about how I take my my membership response, you know, with responsibility and what I discussed earlier there, how I take right. responsibility the member, how I'm involved in the conscience, you know, uh, but that, you know, the difference is I don't carry the message, okay? I share the message, okay? The group itself, you know, uh, one of the ways to carry the message of the group member is working together with the group, okay? Communicating with the group, all right? Right. I, I, like I, I share with the group members. They make the decisions in conscience to, to go with them ideas or not go with them ideas, Okay. Like I said, I report back everything to the group, even though my effort's over in Russia right now. That's part of the group's effort because our primary purpose is to carry that message, okay? 
and I participate with the group in that setting, and I talk to them, and they give me that uh, the freedom to be able to. We're getting some kind of crazy interference here. Oh, somebody was trying to Skype in here. Let's oh, okay. Got to call the phone number I put up. <laughs> okay. I've been trying to get these people to realize they missed it, okay? Yeah. So uh, the the next question here says, how can we apply this uh, tradition using, says group conscious, uh, I, I'm assuming maybe that means group conscience. Um, very similar terms, but but either way, uh, if we're talking about group conscience, uh, I don't think uh, th- these traditions are not for uh, as individual members. We we have a, an obligation to try and follow these traditions, but these traditions are written for the groups. They're not they're not an individual effort. Uh, I don't think we can follow this tradition without group conscience myself. I, I, I think that everything that we do as a group has to be motivated with group conscience, and, and we've discussed before that is far more than than debate and a vote. It, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, a lot of soul-searching, a lot of putting egos aside. But yeah, I, I, don't, I, I almost think it, it, to me, it's impossible to apply this tradition without the group conscience. Well, that's part of it. You, you've got all the traditions that, that, that fit together, okay? All right. right. When it says that question, it may be worded a little bit different or something, and we got to look at that because I don't know who, who put that, that question up, okay? Uh, and how can we apply this tradition using group conscience? Well, you have to have group conscience to apply this tradition, okay? It's like you're saying. Uh, you've got to be discussing it. Uh, you know, in the group setting, all right, in the conscience setting, you have to be discussing uh, this tradition as the fulfillment of the group itself, all right? So uh, that's where that goes to is you're having group conscience and you're looking at this tradition, okay? Are we are we fulfilling this within the group structure? Is, is our primary purpose and the atmosphere upkept? Are we doing that? Are we getting this message out? What the, what's the message that we're carrying? Is it a total absence from, you know, complete absence from all mood changing substance, mind all their chemicals? You know, and then you look at all the other traditions within it, okay, in that concept, okay? All right? Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, something that we need to be to, to watch out. Or are we affiliating like some groups and they keep doing it? And uh, no matter what you say, they keep doing it, and they say there's gray areas within the tradition. I'm looking at them like, I don't see gray areas. If we're affiliating, okay, and I didn't want to get into this here, okay, but if you're, if you're uh, affiliating, okay, is that really carrying the message, or are you, are you caught in emotions, okay? You know, right. uh, you have to check that in group conscience, though, and look at that there, you know, uh, because some groups, they, they, they say, well, what we're going to do, we're going to provide a staff there, and, you know, you're going to have yourself under surveillance and, you know, and bring your card in and stamp it yourself. And I'm like, well, how's that? Our primary purpose is not to, to be a monitor for prison system. 
You know, and we discover right. that within the group conscience, and is that actually carrying our message, or are we just providing a, 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 a source to be affiliated with the prison system, and, uh, you know, hopefully you get an addict out of it. You know what I mean? That one's out is what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're playing roulette with that area instead. And you're caught up in numbers. Is that our atmosphere? Is that providing an atmosphere? Or is that providing some insanity sometimes in the meeting? You know, and right. areas to look at. I didn't want to get into this one, okay, but I did. No, it is one that I think a lot of us, there's there's certain things we talk about so much and, and certain things that are so touchy that uh, – Sometimes we do want to steer away from it a little bit or, or have a podcast and, and not talk about it. But, but that I, I do wonder, because I've been faced with the question before, and quite honestly, sometimes had a lack of, of words and just been like, look, this is what our traditions say, but th- there's this idea that if we're not stamping these cards and not bringing addicts in, how are they going to hear about the, the, the message of recovery and and quite simply, it goes back to this responsibility question, and it's like, it's not always the, the easiest thing to do uh, or the laziest thing to do to stay within the traditions. And, and I want to clear up right here. I, I hear this, uh, if it's not practical, it's not spiritual so much. Well, just because something is not the lazy way to do it does not make it impractical. In fact, usually when we're not taking responsibility, it's very impractical and, and the end result of this has been what seems something very benign on the surface, like, hey, we're just going to sign these court cards. No big deal has turned into situations in some areas. And I've lived in one where the judges in the area literally felt at liberty to tell N.A. what to do. And, and you have to do this because this is a court order. And it, it very simply came down to some groups saying, no, we, we don't have to do anything uh, we are not under your court's jurisdiction. We, we have this idea of counselors or uh, drug center counselors where you have addicts coming into meetings uh, who are on drug replacement therapy that uh, the vast majority of even mainstream uh, meetings that I know of do not accept this idea of methadone and suboxone uh, being clean time regardless of what NAS tells them. And, and you'll have these addicts come in and say, well, my counselor said, you can't tell me what my clean time is. And, and that's well and good, but th- these are the things when we get this enmeshment and affiliation, that's fine. You can call your clean time whatever you want to call it, but by the same token, you don't get to come into Narcotics Anonymous and change our definition of clean time because you're not surrendered enough uh, to accept the message of hope and the promise of freedom and the happy, joyous, and free that we have to offer. And we don't go into your therapist's office and tell them how to run their therapy, pro, uh, you know, their, their therapy, uh, <laughs> their, their therapy, uh, I'm, I'm missing the word, but their, their therapy business, uh, there's a better word for it. It's just escaping me right now. You know, we, we don't go into your treatment center and tell them what their <laughs> definition of clean time or their, their uh, curriculum has to be. Uh, by the same token, you you do not come into Narcotics Anonymous and tell us what our definition of clean time is, but that's what we have created because we get so caught up and we got to have them coming here and got to have these numbers and groups capitulate to 
what these treatment centers want to do because, oh, we need to be working with them. Well, there's a very good reason that we called public information public information and not public relations in the first place because we don't have relationships with other entities. We put information out there. We don't endorse or oppose them. And if we're carrying this message into places, if we are are, are, are getting H&I meetings going in, in the facilities, if we are making sure that therapists have access to Narcotics Anonymous information and here's what it is, they are perfectly free to refer their clients to our meetings. But, I, you know, it, it's the people who come to these meetings and eventually get clean and stay clean through these other systems, number one, it, it is a small percentage who stick with us. And number two, I, I very firmly believe most of them would have, we are well known enough at this point. Most of them knew we were there and, and would have showed up at our meetings at the point of surrender at some point anyway with an open mind going, okay, I've tried everything else. Everything else has kicked my ass. But the way it stands now, a lot of our meetings have become just the lesser of two punishments. Do I, do I want to go do time in NA meetings for X amount of days or do I want to do time in jail? And, and there's no message being heard when we do that. There's no, uh, there's, there's no atmosphere of recovery when the vast majority of the room is there because they have to be there. And, and we're having treatment center style meetings where we were talking about before where it's just share my, all the shit that's going wrong in my life and it's this big support group for, for all my, airing all my problems rather than, yeah. And our message is far more than it's definitely abstinence and our message doesn't happen without complete abstinence. But, I didn't stick around because they offered me complete abstinence. I stuck around because they offered me happy, joyous, and free because I saw these people who had a happiness I never had, and I wanted it, and I knew all the ones that had it were were clean and that they were N.A. clean and not my definition of clean that I wanted it to be. And and I think it's very important that we, we make very clear that this affiliation experiment has failed, and it's failed miserably. Uh, like I said to the point, I, I've sat in, I've been in an area, and I've said this before, where about 25% of the meetings any given week, the topic would end up would be who snitched on me at drug court because the counselors were, were offering people reduced time in the drug court system if they would report who took white chips. That That is far beyond what NA is, and it's, it's obvious at this point that our meetings have been infiltrated and, and they have been corrupted into something they were never intended to be. And, and, and quite frankly, there's meetings out there that aren't helping too many people. And that's so my rant for the day. So your rant is getting into the next question. It says, what happens when we don't apply this tradition, and what what do we do when this happens, okay? All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you went into areas, and I, I think I opened that up. Look at that, that question, okay? If we're not carrying out, if we're not fulfilling our primary purpose, and that's to carry the message, what is the message we're carrying? Okay, what are our meetings about when we're going through the public information efforts that our group is doing? And, uh, you know, uh, you know, where to define what our message is, and we've done that in our writing of our basic text. We defined our message already, okay? And that right. should be our point to get that information as a group to the public that here's our message. And, uh, you know, we're here to help, but we're here to help those who want it as it's shared in the book. We're not here to help 
those who don't want this message. Okay, that's not our purpose here. You know, and uh, when you when you alleviate when you alleviate your purpose and you alleviate discussing this stuff in your group conference, that's when you run into these problems. And that's why you have meetings. And one of my friends, uh, Holland, was in Texas, okay, and he saw it firsthand with the court signing stuff, okay. And it's like they're all doing it, yes. And in Holland, they don't see that because they don't have the court signing. What they got is rehabilitation center sending them people that aren't even addicts, okay. They're gaming. Right. They're addicted to gaming. So they're getting their rooms filled up with gamers instead. And that's why I say the group has to take that purpose and say, hold it. Here's the problems we're having within the group. Here's what's happening with the outside world. They don't understand what Narcotics Anonymous is. So maybe we need to do some public information work in that area and get that message out there instead. And that's why we uphold this tradition is by looking at, okay, as a whole, what is our message? Uh, is the public understanding it? Because they're filling our rooms up with people that don't belong here. All right? Right. Uh, if, if, if I could make a minor correction, they're not drug addicts. They may be addicts, but they are not drug addicts, and they are not uh, the, the addicts that Narcotics Anonymous is, 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 is designed to reach out to. Right. It's not our purpose, okay, is what I'm saying. Right. It's purpose, but it's not ours. Are we getting that yeah. there to these institutions and letting them know this is our purpose? And if you're going to refer people here, okay, these are the people we're looking to help, okay? And uh, A, we ought to have a, an H&I uh, panel presentation in them facilities instead, okay? So people know, and the group can do them things as an extension of the group instead to carry the message and keep the atmosphere uh, secured within our meetings when people get here that they can feel comfortable when they walk in and that this is a closed narcotics anonymous meeting, and we're here for you. So the atmosphere is there for them, okay? So they can feel right. safe. They've got to share about these things that they share about in the rooms. You know, and that, that takes yeah. us applying the traditions, and when we don't apply it, all these other things happen, okay? That's when you get all that stuff you're talking about with the drug replacement. Oh, the council said, no, no, we can't tell you what you're doing out there is right or wrong, but we're going to tell you our message here is total abstinence. Do you fit that? Right. Do you fit total abstinence? If not, it's not our clean time. You may do whatever you want there, but here's what we do. We're here to help you yeah. if you want this. All right? That's right. our message, okay? I mean, uh, it's real simple. We're not getting in the debate on what they're saying. What we're talking about is what we're doing. Do you fit into what we're doing? Do you really want it even? All right? Do you want this thing? And, and that's where the, the discussions have to lie within group conscience on them areas, okay? Are we upholding the traditions? Is our message being heard? Are we getting it out into the public so people know who we are and what we do? You know, and that got to be done in group conscience, all right? It's not done in a regular meeting. It's done in group conscience, all right? So right. it's it got to be discussed areas which NA really stopped discussing a lot of this stuff, and they're relying on a service structure to define it for them instead, you know, and direct them, which is the wrong thing because the group's supposed to be discussing these issues and talking about this, these issues, and, and then the group's supposed to be 
proactive and involved to uphold the traditions. Otherwise, all these other things happen, okay? Right, so right. That, okay? Yeah, and I think the answer to the second part of that question is what do we do when we, we go back to the fourth tradition and we exercise our autonomy? And what we're talking about here matters that do affect other groups in NA as a whole, uh, and, and quite specifically, our, our definition of clean time very much does. Uh, but the majority can be the ones who are, are acting outside of the traditions. It's, it's not ever a mandate to go with the majority. It is if, if the majority is violating these traditions and affecting NA as a whole, it is still our home group's responsibility to step up and say, no, this is how we're going to do it. You know, uh, you know, we are as open-minded as the area that where we are is, and as much as they do some traditionalist things, there are some practices that our home group has that we are the only ones who who employ those practices, uh, such as uh, we're not going to sign your court cards as a meeting. It's just, uh, you know, that that's one of those things that, um, you know, we're, none of the other groups have a problem with us taking that stance, but it's one of the things where now we have to go against the grain and stand up and, and use group conscience. That's what we do. We go right back to group conscience, and, and we correct that. And it's kind of funny. We actually still have, from time to time, treatment centers show up at our meeting. <laughs> Even though we don't do things the, the way they they want them done, they show up and, and they uh, surrender to our process and, and do it our way and let their clients get our message. And they're not there every week, and, and that's fine with me too. Um <laughs> It'll be what it needs to be, but uh, it, it uh, we go back to we go back to that uh, tradition four when we get off track and we exercise our autonomy. We go back to tradition two. We go back to all these other traditions, and we simply implement them as a home group and and, and rely heavily on that group conscience. Uh, and, and again, focus on that fifth tradition. Are, are we carrying the message to the addict who still suffers, or are we worrying about affiliating and? And, and making a, a, an outside entity happy. And you know, we're, we, we get into all these other traditions. And I also want to say this idea, a lot of people, you know, there's this question that's legitimate. Well, what's wrong with helping other people who happen to be addicts that, that drug addiction is not their main symptom? The, the problem that we get into is when we have a group of people and we come together and we have this primary purpose as total abstinence, but this guy over here, he's addicted to video games, and this other guy's a gambling addict, and this girl over here, she might be a sex addict, and now everybody's claiming clean time. What happens when somebody's standing up, taking that five-year medallion, and I smoke weed every day, but I haven't engaged in unhealthy sexual activity for the last five years? And now, when I come in as a newcomer and I want to define my own clean time, if I had seen something like that, I'd have been, well, hey, <laughs> yeah, alcohol is not a problem for me. I didn't think it was. It very much was. I just didn't know it yet. Uh, so I'm going to define my clean time as these street drugs over here. I'm going to still keep abusing prescription drugs. I'm going to still, and I'm going to go ahead and celebrate my clean time. And that was my original idea. Had I not been given a very clear message of Narcotics Anonymous, had we had uh, anything but one clear primary purpose, uh, it would not have, uh, I, I wouldn't be clean today. I, I would, there would have been all kinds of loopholes in the program, and I wouldn't have found what I wanted. And I don't think very many other people in the room uh, would have been clean and happy, joyous, and free either. Anybody else want to chime in? Do we want to move on to the next question here? 
Well, I think the next question, I answered a lot of that earlier, so unless you have more on that, because the creative yeah. process, we carry our primary purpose. I talked about that earlier, about our creative Yeah. Uh, we, we talked, too, about the group being the only uh, authority, uh, physical authority in Narcotics Anonymous. Um, yeah, the, 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 I, I think we touched on creative freedom quite a great deal. I, we don't have any of this. We, we don't have group conscience. We don't have a primary purpose. We, we don't have the ability as a group to carry this message without the creative freedom in, in any way that uh, we see fit that, that falls within those traditions. It's, uh, it, it, there's no tradition that says the words creative freedom specifically, but, but there is no way we operate as a fellowship w- without that. And, and we've seen the result of that many times when we try to dictate to one another and, and take that creative freedom away and, and create controversies where there, there really should be none. So your, your group over here likes a basic text with different wording than the, the group that I'm a member of uses. And, and where's the major, where, where's the controversy there? <laughs> you know, the only controversy is when we create it and, and don't allow each other that creative freedom. So the creative freedom came up in the basic text when we wrote it, okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is there. I'm just saying even though those words don't apply within our traditions, I, I don't think our traditions function without that creative freedom. The, the traditions create that creative freedom. It's, it's very obvious whenever you research the history of them or, or start really understand what they mean. There, there, is no, there is no way to take away the creative freedom, especially of a group. Right. I mean, I discussed the creative freedom part, and I did it, I thought, was in depth because the group allowed yeah. me to have creative freedom within the group to discuss my ideals without being subjected to judgment, okay? All right? Right. Uh, they allowed me to present them. It's like I told you that we're outreaching our outreach efforts for worldwide now, okay? That's the creative freedom of our group to be able to do that. And... Uh, I give all reports back to our group because I'm participating as a group member, as an outreach part of our group to expand the message that we have been given freely. Uh, you know, when I share with people about uh, Jimmy's, uh, where he talked, we are responsible. That is creative freedom of our group to use that. We are responsible. What's our responsibility is to carry that message where no one else can. All right. And that was Jimmy's, and we are responsible for that. And I like that there because it goes right back into this tradition, okay? Well, what we're responsible for as a group. And that's to make sure our message is heard around the world, okay? Uh, and there's creative freedom in how we do that together. You know, and that gives me creative freedom as a member to participate in that. Right. You know, I mean, our group is taking the action of of collecting, putting together, uh, and posting it on Radio Free, and collecting other groups' input on the Great Book Reflections, okay? And our group took that effort, and I'm, I'm the one that they've given that effort to to post that stuff and make sure it's available. And this year we should have a full book that we can uh, bring to the conference and share it with all the other groups to take back, and hopefully uh, we'll make a decision that this is input review material, and what do you groups think? And let's get a, a, a conference together on, on going over this, okay? 
that we're ready for an actual conference now to actually participate in the collective uh, freedom of all addicts to come to to participate in putting this book together to share with everyone, and hopefully someday we'll come out for an approval uh, of it. Yeah. Participate in. Everything you talk about, it's amazing how much this goes back to Jimmy. You were talking about non-judgment, and, and Jimmy used to talk about that. I, I believe Jimmy was the one who coined the phrase uh, creative freedom in our basic text. One of his writings uh, was quite possibly the first place it was ever used in our fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I want to make sure we're on the right question here. I was just reading one that I, I think was the next question. Uh Oh, no, it's, it's not. So uh, what can happen? We don't apply this tradition. What are some ways that groups, maybe we skip some. Um, what are uh, what can happen when we don't apply this tradition and what to do when it's as we address that? What are some ways that groups have done things that go outside of our primary purpose? We we kind of addressed that without bringing up the question. Um, when we answered the other question, we addressed a lot of that, okay? Yeah, we did. This, this question here that I'm looking at, it says, when groups go outside our primary purpose, can it affect NA as a whole? Man, this is a, <laughs> this is a loaded question right here. <laughs> okay, it's answered a question in the sense of an example of that question before, uh, what can happen when we don't apply this tradition, what can we do when it happens? Uh, how does the censors, you know, oh, that's the next question when we get into that. But when we go over them type of things, what has happened is the fellowship as the groups as a whole have allowed a, a, a service body to direct it. Right. Uh, and and they sit by idly by thinking, well, what can we do about it? And then they fight with that service body, and they never have their voice heard. And the fellowship has spiraled in allowing them to basically, over the years, alter our message. A lot of the conflicts yeah. today are from an altered message, and they say, well, it says conference approved here. Well, who really <laughs> approved it? It's conference, right? Not the fellows, not the groups. What input did the yeah. groups have? What, what creative freedom did the membership of your groups have in this writing? You know, uh, did we direct this to even happen to start with, or did that come from them? So the groups have yeah. converted the primary purpose and turned it over to a body that's uh, basically a decision-making body now instead that was never intended to be a decision-making body that's affecting us as a whole. So it, it's uh, violating other traditions in this here because, uh, uh, you know, then here uh, there's some, something about uh, one of these questions deal with that there, okay, with uh, about uh, – violating other traditions, okay? Uh, you know, how does this tradition relate to all the other traditions? Well, how does it relate? I'm talking about it right here on how it relates even. Because when you allow this to happen and you and you turn your authority over to a body, that body's the decision-making body then, okay? And and uh, you're no longer in control of your message. Yeah, and you're actually getting into it. says, how has the censorship of our uh, original fourth and ninth tradition essays uh, affected our primary purpose? Uh, it, I just bring that up because what you're talking about right now, very the, the, 
the whole point of what was taken out was that these service bodies are not Narcotics Anonymous. They're tools for Narcotics Anonymous. They're tools in the hands of Narcotics Anonymous. They, and the specific wording in one of those, none of them has the power to rule, censor, decide, or dictate. It was also very clear in those, in those essays that, that these services are not part of N.A., uh, they're not part of the NA Fellowship. And, and uh, one of Greg's writings uh, did go on to explain that they are tools for Narcotics Anonymous and, and have no other purpose, but that they are not a part of. Uh, and, and so what you're talking about there, back to that NA as a whole, the reason I say that's a loaded question is because I – and maybe it's just the way it's been misused and abused so much in the past. Is that anything that we can pigeonhole into – this affects other groups or NA as a whole, now gives my group the right to tell your group what to do. And it was the exact opposite of that, is that my group will never tell your group what it has to do. My group will allow your group to be wrong. Your group will allow my group to be wrong. Um, and when you research the history of the traditions, there was very much a concern in the early days with when groups violate these traditions, is it going to give an entire fellowship a black eye? And what they found out was, that the group's efforts usually failed, the group would cease to exist or come in line, and that the, the, the fellowship would learn a valuable lesson. What we're seeing today is exactly what Bill is talking about here, where, where now we have this service body that has wrested control, and it goes back to that question about the original fourth and ninth traditions, and where we have groups taking directions from them. This is very much affecting NA as a whole, and the only way to take the fellowship back and to return to our original primary purposes for the groups to stand on their autonomy and stop dictating to one another. Uh, when, when that happens, when, when groups exercise complete creative freedom, even if they don't get it right right at first, it seems like eventually they get it right every time. When we're allowed to learn and grow and, and employ group conscience and get in touch with a loving God that directs our group and, and not have to be dictated to from other groups or service bodies, it always it always eventually comes around. It's just been my experience that that's what I see. And the only times we continue to go do, go astray is when we continue to use this vast money network to enforce ideals that, that are not part of Narcotics Anonymous and enforce them on groups. And, and I think we're seeing the consequence of that. You, you know, you used to walk into an NA meeting and, and the vast majority of, of people in the meeting might have substantial clean time. And now it's a small minority that, that get past a, a certain number of months or years, it seems like, in, in a lot of places that you go. And, and there's a reason for that. And, and just because the fellowship has not died doesn't mean it cannot. Now, as long as we have traditional groups out there, it won't completely die. But I, what we're seeing to a large degree, there are, there, there are pockets around the world where nobody's really clean because they are on uh, these drug replacement therapies, and, and we do have an evolving year of 18 months to two years, and you relapse and come back in and, and buy the books. And, and is that model working? It's not. But the original model did, and, and it grew very, very swiftly and, and very uh, profoundly, especially when the groups had the creative freedom to write this basic text. Well, that's, you know, when you shared uh, some of these things in, in our discussions, when I'm talking about Russia, and I talked to you about a, a member from out there named Larry, and he set the tone mm -hmm. up. He's talking about uh, basically the second edition, and the second edition mm -hmm. talks about the original fourth and ninth, which we have in the third edition revised that we put out with the original fourth and ninth. Okay. And, right. Uh, 
what, what's happening, when that was removed, it allowed this structure to translate literature around the world. Well, that translation yeah. is not our message. The translation is, the, is a translation of professional writers. And there are things that are totally missing. It's worse than our fourth, the fourth edition, actually, okay, what they did over there. And, uh, right. These uh, people I'm working with in Russia right now, okay, it's a group, and it seems like it's going to be about 70 people involved, okay, in this as I'm setting up a, uh, I'm working with them to set up a step retreat, okay, all right, a spiritual retreat, basically, on the steps, and what the message is, and how we carry this message, and they're looking to translate this literature themselves now, because I'm talking to them about the traditions and how the traditions allow their groups to have that creative freedom to do this. Well, they understand by reading the original Fourth and Ninth and these traditions that it allows that, but no one's ever really got in depth with them and, and let them know. The minute they know it, they say, oh, we can do that. Yes. All right. So it's exciting because of outreach. We're able to outreach to them and share with this message and it's just like I shared in the meeting last night how uh, it, it has excited me beyond excitement when I'm talking with, with these people, these addicts that are seeking their, this message. And you know, a lot of us will say, oh, it's old school message. I just call it the message of Narcotics Anonymous because I, I, it's just like, uh, to me, it's the, message, the only message I ever knew. Right. Put in. I, I've never accepted that message that they're putting out there by a service body as Narcotics Anonymous because of the, the original fourth and ninth. But when we divert from that, here's where the problems that end up with. They have to translate for years professionally, and when you study history, you learn that. And people don't understand what the whole Grateful Dave court suit was really about. was not about us praying. It was about the message. Yes. It was the message that they had changed our message. We were no longer accepting that, that they could change it. It was a protest against them changing our message, that we're not going to allow that as groups. And the groups that get involved, they chose to take it into a federal court instead, all right, and try to get a quick pro call copyright infringement against us, which didn't work, all right? So that didn't work, and we were upheld, I believe, because of the traditions. And the ruling that, that we were seeking as a group, we wanted the judge to actually rule on our 12 traditions as our, as our guide, okay? That that is our, basically, it's as simple as our bylaws, in my mind. And, yeah. And that we have this right as groups to be able to do this and print the message that we feel is the accepted message of Narcotics Anonymous, been given to us by the groups and been conscious by the groups, and this is the message we accept. We do not accept that corporate message that's out there. And it allowed us to be able to do that with the way the traditions were written, the way the fourth and ninth were. We understand that's not Narcotics Anonymous, and we understand that it's only a tool that we, we can utilize it or not. Even Jimmy understood that, okay? That yeah. A choice to participate with that or not, it's up to your group. You don't have to, okay? You know, uh, but we're, we're almost being forced to participate with that today. We're not, but other groups are, think they're being 
that there's stuff they have to participate because, you know, are, are they ridiculed for not being Narcotics Anonymous? And that's what this yeah. structure has done. It's ridiculing people that are, are choosing to follow the traditions, ridiculing them that they're not an act. They're censoring. Yeah. Censoring. And that's what happens when you violate this tradition. And the way it was originally wrote, uh, written, didn't allow for that. Okay? Did not allow for that at all. You know, no. It was empowered through that, that we are Narcotics Anonymous, nothing else. Everything else is just a tool for us to utilize or not utilize. We, as a group, conscience, make the decisions for our home group and how we're going to participate, and we accept the 12 traditions as our guidelines, is our home group. The BNA, that's the part we accept, and we accept the original writings. Right. Instead of right. Yeah, yeah. Originals, okay? All right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, some things in the old school we got wrong. We, we like that term old school, but we are really about the uh, – original intent of the traditions and that very much allows for new creative freedom and new literature written by the groups uh, i know it seems like we might be getting into a lot of other traditions and and the questions even do that but again this comes back to it goes there by necessity because this comes back to this whole idea of the responsibility of the groups in the fifth tradition and again i love that question what's the responsibility of the groups it's all about the, the services should be directed by and rely on the groups, not vice versa. And what happens today with most groups is they're directed by a service body and they rely on that service body. And that does go directly back to the fifth tradition. But, but all these traditions affect the others. They, they really do. And, and that's why we get into these fourth and ninth tradition issues because it's, it's the groups not stepping up and taking responsibility for their own fifth tradition that have allowed this. And, and as much as it's, it's uh, a lot of people, and to a degree it's true, Nas did this and Nas did that. You know, the simple truth is, no, your home group's allowed Nas to do this, and your home group's allowed Nas to do that because we didn't fulfill our fifth tradition as groups, and we allowed something outside of the fellowship to take that from us and, and renegotiate that into something it was never intended to be. Well, it's a great part about it, Chubbs, okay, and I'll be real honest with you. We can say in general that we allowed, but in, in right. reality, it's what brought groups like ours together, okay? Yes. <laughs> All right? We have yeah. rejected it, and that's the, right. the majority of the fellowship that has allowed that to happen. Our groups haven't. We have we have changed course, and we're providing a vehicle for others to be able to follow now. And now that yep. now that vehicle is being seen around the world, and people are listening to these podcasts, people are finding these CDs out there of different people talking and saying, hold it. There's other people that think like us, and we don't have to be trapped any longer, all right? So that's the part, I believe, by that that groups that participate in that structure have allowed this to happen where our groups is holding. We're, we're bound by these 12 traditions. We don't have to, and we're recreating something new through our creative freedom, and that's where the Fellowship Service Conference came from, was through that creative freedom, all right? And it allows the groups to communicate once again. It gives them a vehicle to communicate through, and, and the conference is not NA, but the groups that come there are, are voicing their their, their, their conscience 
on their direction on they'd like to see the fellowship go in and they feel uh, that people are listening once again. That's the difference. Their voice is not being silenced. We have set a new vehicle up for their voice to be heard again. And that comes from groups coming together again. Right. Uh, this other question is how to deal with money issues, like when is it allowed to use the seventh tradition money to carry the message? Um, when is it not allowed to, to – Yeah. what else is the seventh tradition money for? It's for nothing but to carry the message. Uh, and maybe that's a function of the mentality we've been been taught in NA, like <laughs> what are we allowed to do? There, there is no other use for the seventh tradition money other than to carry the message. Right. Well, our group, okay, like people say, oh, they have a big party at the birthday meeting. Well, guess what? Everything that's on that table is donated from the group members, not from our seventh tradition. We put on a big spread, okay? All right, you came to my uh, 35th birthday, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the group didn't put one penny for that function, okay? Everyone has right. paid at the party, paid for their nights that they were there. The food was all donated by members, okay? The group did not donate a penny, all right? Right. We had a, we had a party for the weekend, basically, okay? All right? Uh, and the other thing, you come... You come to a meeting and they're celebrating an addict's birthday, and maybe they got some cake. And and if the group did spring for that cake, celebrating clean time is what a newcomer needs to see. When I came in and saw people celebrating clean time, whether they had a cake or not, that we were celebrating, it wasn't a, a it wasn't an ego thing about that person. It was we were celebrating the fact that here's an addict clean for another year, a total miracle. Uh, and carrying that message to the newcomer that look what is possible. Look at this miracle here, this person who shouldn't have been able to string together more than a few days at best, and here they are with another year of recovery through this miracle of Narcotics Anonymous. I mean, it, it, you know, it's, uh, I don't have a problem with a group who says, hey, let's buy a cake at the birthday, you know, time. <laughs> you know, and the seventh tradition is far more than money. We've, we've, I'm sure we'll discuss that in the seventh tradition. We have another podcast. It's, it's donating the time. It's donating the the food. It's donating your 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 talents and abilities. It's it's writing as a group. Self supporting is far more than money. Of course, I, would, I mean our our birthday is, is self supporting. Okay. All right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I spend a lot of money on the birthdays. Every birthday, okay. Probably cost me about a hundred and twenty hundred twenty five dollars for every birthday. Okay. But that's my contribution. That's my contribution. That's not going in the basket. That's me. Per- I still put my certain amount in the basket, okay, in the box. Right. Okay. Right. To be able to print, print literature, pay rent, and all that type of stuff, I give my fair share for that. But, uh, you know, the food itself is donated through our membership, and it's, uh, it's a great time afterwards. It's a great fellowship. Because we sit around for a couple hours talking about the amount of pound that are there and fellowship. It's still carrying the message, and the newcomers are attracted to that. Right. You know, so it is part of the message that we're carrying. That we, we, it, clean time is important, is what we're saying. It is important to stay clean. And we're recognizing that this addict 
has by by participating in this message has got to this point we're all celebrating. Yeah. Exciting stuff, okay? You know, uh, our group uses our money for, yes, the rent, but to carry the message is, is through our printing of our literature and everything on our table that we have sitting on the big table is free. Take what you need, okay? It's there. Right. There, and I know they need literature, so we tell them to pack up enough to take home. Okay? Yeah. Right. <laughs> our service, again, contributing to them to have enough literature, okay? And then that groups do the same thing. When other groups come to their groups, they say, hey, take what you need, okay? <laughs> when they get more money to be able to do that. You know, and it's right. exciting. It's exciting. Our table's always full. I just go home and get them because uh, they bought enough paper and they bought enough ink, okay? So I can just go home and print. You know, and fill the table back up. You know, uh, so our table's always full. You know, it's as simple as that. You know, right. Take what you need, okay? Leave the rest. Someone else will need it, okay? You know, just like our when, when we did them history days, okay? The group yeah. had me print a lot of stuff to bring with. They gave me enough baby blues to give away for free to other groups to get this movement movement to get this carrying our message and tell them this is our message. Take it home with you. All right? Right. Yeah. I've been to a few of those history days. Well, I think our, our, our uh, group has had a major effort in that area, okay? Yeah, most definitely. They most definitely have. It's just amazing. Not just the history days, too. You go to some of these conferences and uh, – it's just amazing what many home groups bring as far as literature and, and uh, a lot of groups sending stuff with other groups for free or or at, at the most groups coming and saying, Here, here's our cost to print this book, how many do you need? <laughs> and being able to stock up on books for 2 3 $4 uh, that our group doesn't have the, the ability to print, but here's this other group that does and we can get them at the, you know get that at their cost. And a lot of, like I said, we get a lot of free stuff, too, as a group when we go to some of these conferences. It's amazing. No, that's one thing. At the, the history days, I'd leave everything there and tell you to take it with you. It's okay. I don't want to take it. Yeah. Home. Our table's are uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you go to the fellowship service conference and you want to leave with literature, just stay and help clean up because there'll be people going, here's all this literature we didn't give, give out. Take it home. I, I've left with boxes before. You know, some of the stuff I have from a couple of years ago still, we haven't handed it all out yet. Right. And that's what it's for. I mean, and you got four groups starting to do that now. They bring yeah, you do. Oh, it's huge. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's next question great. is, how do we carry the message? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a great tradition we are creating and carrying this message, okay? Yes, it is. It most definitely is. So, so how do we carry the message without carrying the addict? <laughs> uh, yeah, to me, it's quite simple. We stay in the traditions. It's why we don't have loan services in Narcotics Anonymous or other issues other than simply carrying this message of happy, joyous, and free. <laughs> we don't run treatment centers as groups of Narcotics Anonymous. We don't pay bills for addicts. We don't, 
you know, we allow them to stand on their own and we help them to do that, but we don't, we don't do that for them. Well, it's, it's real simple. It's in the book. Shared it in yep. the book. We help those that want help. Okay? And what exactly. Is a message of hope and promise of freedom from addiction. Uh, if they don't want it, you know, hey, lose my phone number to your ready for it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, our, our group ain't going to force this on you. And, and that's where the problem comes when you start to try to report, force it on someone, okay? That's where the problems start to come. And then that's the control issue. That's when your personal program has to kick in then. Okay? What's going on with you? Why are you trying to force this on somebody? It's not attractive. So the message is not attractive now. Okay? So how it, how it intertwines, okay, when I'm personally out of track and I'm trying to control it, okay, it's not attractive. And I was just talking with some addict about that. When you fight with everyone out there and you're driving away people that will hear the message because they don't want to be part of this it's, it's constant fight, okay? They don't want to be part of that. They want to be part of the solution. So provide the solution, share the solution, okay? All right? And, uh, you know, let go. You know what I mean? Don't get involved with that stuff. You know what I mean? And, uh, I, I just think it's such a, uh, uh, a really neat stuff, okay? Yeah. And the, the the next question here is so uh, open ended. It says, uh, "What uh, what spiritual principles are in this tradition, and how do we practice them?" <laughs> that's a, that's a huge one. <laughs> Oh, it's a huge one. Uh, I mean, what is the spiritual? I, I look at the core spiritual principle of this tradition, okay? All right? And it's carrying the message. Mm-hmm. It's giving back. That's what we're doing with this tradition. We're providing an atmosphere of recovery. How do we do it is through a spiritual principle of giving. I think that's the key to this, is it's a group effort of giving what we've been given so freely is taking the responsibility Jimmy talked about in carrying this message. We're providing a service of, by the group to, to be spiritually connected with the rest of the world in this message. All right? It's, it's spiritually in nature to give, to, to uh, provide the atmosphere of giving that, that every addict can receive the message of hope and promise of freedom that we have here. I think it's so key to this here, uh, you know, uh, in that it's it's a giving, you know, and that is really spiritual, giving of oneself, giving my time, my energy to the group, and that the group gives its time and energy to others out there in the world. That's the key. And talking with Jimmy about this type of stuff and talking with Greg about this, okay, that's what they gave me, also giving back. I mean, I mean, every time they said to us, start two meetings, we gave more of our time and energy, and it became attractive to others to follow. You know, it was a practice of surrender, a spiritual principle of surrender here, of giving myself over, you know, the time and energy it takes. I mean, there's so much in there, it's just amazing. Them are the keys to me, surrendering and giving. You know, them are the key spiritual principles there for me. 
Yeah, I I couldn't disagree with that. Yeah, um, there's a lot when uh, these groups write on traditions and some of the uh, the the different traditions writing projects that are going on uh, within uh, the traditionalist movement at this point. Uh, there, that's always a topic that gets written about. Uh, so if somebody wanted more than I, I, I couldn't put it better than what you just said. I think that's the best, most simple, and 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 also maybe the most profound way to state it. Uh, but at the same time, if somebody wants to really go deeper than that, there's a lot of writing available on Radio Free NA and and some of these forums, uh, and possibly on the website uh, as well as I, I believe that talk about the spiritual principles with each of these traditions and how we practice them. Uh, so, yeah, you know, get involved, right, you know, study the things that have been written, uh, whether they're published or, or approved or finished or not. Because there's a lot there on that one. Uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, man, some of these uh, questions repeat. And so I, I think uh, I've been skipping around a little. Like there's one that's duplicated, and I... So we missed a couple questions. One of them was definitely answered. It talks about how does this tradition relate to all the other traditions. We've been dealing with that a lot. Um, is fellowshipping part of our message or our primary purpose? Now, to me, the simple answer there is yes. Do you have more on that one, Bill or Eric? And part of our message of our primary purpose it sure is, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, very simply, yes. We don't, we don't, we don't have this group where, uh, I have a group without fellowshipping. I mean, last night, okay, we had our group, okay? We provided the, the meeting. After the meeting, people were hanging out in the parking lot, okay? And that's when I got the, the call about my granddaughter, okay? All right. People turned and, uh, you know, someone put it on radio free for me, okay? I had to run. But uh, they were a fellowship, and after the meeting, they were. It creates an atmosphere of that group's primary purpose. They were fellowshipping and talking about recovery after the meeting, okay? And and that's what I like seeing when people don't go home. They they want to hang out. They want to talk. They want to communicate about this program. Okay, that's part of what we do. We created an atmosphere for that to happen. Yeah, and that's the exciting stuff that we created that atmosphere. Yeah, I, I I think too. We we look at what is Narcotics Anonymous. It's a fellowship. We can talk about the program of Narcotics Anonymous. That's what I practice to stay clean. That that to me that's the steps that give us the program. But but the, the traditions are all about the fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous. So of course fellowshipping. Uh, we are a fellowship first and foremost, even before we are a a program per se. Uh, it, uh, it, if I want to create a Narcotics Anonymous group, the requirements don't say uh, that you use the, the steps or the program of Narcotics Anonymous. It's have no other affiliation, which is part of the traditions, and, and follow the traditions of Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, and, uh, yeah, to me, the steps very much play in there, and, and uh, I don't have clean time without the steps personally, but, but we are a fellowship. And so, of course, fellowshipping to me is very much a part of that. The fellowshipping was one of the attractive things for me as a newcomer, that it was a fellowship. It wasn't just a support group to come and spill my guts once a week. It was far, far more than that. Right. I, I think 
this point, there's only one question we haven't covered, unless there's something else I've missed. If, uh, was, were, you, were you trying to speak, or am I just catching feedback there? Uh, you might have been catching feedback, okay? Okay. Okay, so yeah, it sounded like you or Eric was trying to speak up. Uh, so the the one question I think we haven't dealt with, unless one of y'all knows one that I've missed, uh, it says, can carrying the message be used negative to control and manipulate like what happened when they changed the fourth and ninth tradition uh to me the answer is no when we have the manipulation that's 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 when we go outside of carrying the message when when the negative and the control happens when i'm carrying the message uh, uh, there's not much to manipulate as far as i'm concerned i'm, I'm carrying a message of uh, a message of hope a promise of freedom uh, 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 I'm, I'm carrying that through complete abstinence and the program and fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous uh, that I can not only be clean but, but live happy, joyous, and free. And, again, it wasn't the clean time that attracted me to NA. It was the happy, joyous, and free. And, and the idea that I wasn't going to have that without the clean time, uh, you know, our, our primary purpose is to carry this message and the only requirement for ad, uh, membership is the desire to stop using, but but at the same time, uh, this membership is so much more. If it was just about abstinence, I, nobody's here to be clean and miserable. And uh, and to me, that that carrying that message, there's nothing negative about that. I, I think more accurately, the negativity comes when we do things outside of carrying the message and do other things besides carrying the message or try to limit the message that's carried or rule, censor, decide, and dictate. To me, that's the opposite of carrying the message. It has nothing to do with that. Well, you're right, okay, because uh, I was there when they did this fourth and ninth, okay, and the manipulations that were used, and it wasn't carrying the message. It was politics at the conference, okay, politics at the office and the boards and what they wanted, okay. It had nothing right. to do carrying our message, Um and yes, people can manipulate and try to control, but it's not—it's not, it's not uh, carrying the message. It's their interpretation of what they want to do and how they want to control what the message that's going out there in print is, or what the money coming in to control the money flow. It has got to do with telling our message. It has to do with other issues, okay? And yes, that stuff does happen out there. But we're the ones that got to reject and say, we're not going to participate with that. That violates other traditions, okay? And I don't want to get into them because we're going to be covering them ones in the future, okay? But it violates, right. they, uh, it violates the seventh tradition, okay? It violates uh, the eighth and ninth tradition, okay? It, it violates our autonomy as groups when they do these things to us. You know, and there's other traditions this really goes into, and there, it's a good question, except we, it should be worded differently when it says, uh, you know, in carrying the message should be, is, uh, does, does, does manipulation negatively, or does manipulation control the negative have anything to do with carrying the message? And I would say no. What they did with the right. night had not to do with changing our, our uh, carrying our message, and that would be the proper answer to that, okay? Real simple. It has nothing to yeah. do with, with carrying our message. Our message is about 
total abstinence from any mood change to monochemical, and you can find freedom from active addiction. That has nothing to do with, this had nothing to do with any of that except control, manipulation, and negativity, and, and uh, getting their political message out there on what they wanted and the direction they want the fellowship to go into. It violates the autonomy of a home group when they do these things. Violates what our message is when they do this. They alter our message. And that's what I said they've been doing worldwide every time they pay a writer. And what's the, why are they doing that? They're putting the message they want out there, but they're controlling the actual fun flow of that book that they're selling to come to their office instead. They're controlling what's in print out there, and they alter the message of hope and promise of freedom from the basic text. So they're putting a different version of our text out that they altered, and it's not our book. And people think they got that because it says Narcotics Anonymous, they think it's our book. When it's really not our book, it's not our message, it's not what we approved, it's not what we wrote. It's what an office did, is what they did, it's to control money coming to them. That has nothing to do with carrying our message, because our message ain't out there to a lot of places in the world today. Yeah. Yeah, reading that question, I, I kind of want to the, – the scope of Radio Free NA and, and this podcast and, and a lot of other things is to the point where not everybody is English-speaking as their first language. And I, a couple thoughts occur. I think maybe the way that was phrased – I don't know who wrote it. The names aren't attached, but it, it's quite possible that came from uh, maybe somebody who English isn't their first language. But I also kind of wonder <laughs> – how has our book been translated, and what is being said in these non-English versions that were translated by professional writers directed by the office, um, if that's the understanding of carrying the message, if it is phrased the way they intended, uh, if it's, you know, if it, it could be just, a, like I said, maybe it was better worded the way you said, uh, but I, I think regardless of how it was worded, we got to the point. I, I, I do think the question is beautiful and that it brings it back full circle to what does the tradition actually say? It says we have but one primary purpose. That that tradition is very much there to tell us anytime we're dealing with anything besides carrying the message of Narcotics Anonymous, we have gotten off track. Anytime we're dealing with these outside issues, anytime we're manipulating or controlling or, or our purpose becomes controlling other groups or, or anything other than to carry the message to the still-suffering addict, we are are off track and and are and we should redirect and i I think that kind of it does it brings it back full circle to that's exactly what this tradition is about is to prevent that type of stuff and so that we have no other no no uh ulterior motives or or other things going on as a group other than to help addicts get clean well they, see that's what I was talking about i it's not that the question is wrong it's just I'm no. And what it is, and what's really there, okay, in that question, and uh, you know, as I look at the rest of them, uh, we're almost on here for two hours right now, okay? It's going to be a long yeah. time. Yeah. Okay? And that is the last question. <laughs> a bunch of other stuff on, you know, uh, in here, like meeting formats help keeping the tradition five up step tradition. You know, it's nice to see that, okay, that they're looking at, and they were all things that they can do after recovery, what does it mean, how does the group keep this up, you know, and I think we went over what the atmosphere of recovery is, it's the message, okay, that we're carrying, and keeping it, uh, you know, and by doing group inventory, you'll 
set up, okay? You're, you're focused yeah. on that and what the responsibility of it is when, you, when you're involved with that there. When you're involved in group conference, you'll discuss these issues. And it's, it's a constant taking inventory. And it's like we do when we're, with, you know, in our daily affairs. We're constantly taking inventory of ourselves, interacting with other people. The same thing happens in the group. We're taking inventory on how we're providing the message. Is the message being carried? You know, can we, can we tweak things to better get our message out there? You know, never good. To, uh, do you think a chairperson or group member should address people during the meeting? And are at the oh, meeting okay. When meetings uh, going off track by sharing outside issues. I think, uh, you know, yes, uh, the, the whoever's sharing the meeting sometimes needs to make an out, announcement on that issue, okay? But you don't try to focus on that. What you try to do is, like I said, get other group members to share instead when, they, when that's going on. We already went over some of that stuff. Um, yeah, so, I didn't see that string of questions there that I, I finally found it. <laughs> I don't know how, how I missed that, but, yeah, I see where you're at. And, uh, and that's why I want to go over these real quick, okay, because, uh, you know, we, we're here almost two hours already, okay? Uh, and even right. the bottom, okay, uh, you know, keep, keep going off track by sharing outside issues. Start debating, cross the target, and or keep thumping their own crap instead of using sponsors that work God and therefore for compromising the atmosphere of recovery? Or should we all leave it up to the HP God, you know, to pick the, the, the seeds from the bird shit, one of the predecessors said? Well, I, I have a, you know, I, our group has taken and discussed these issues really in depth over the years, okay? All right. First of all, we'll make an announcement uh, that uh, to keep the meeting focused on recovery. Okay, and outside issues, okay, we can talk about that after the meeting if you want to get together with us, okay? But at this meeting, uh, you know, we need to alleviate outside issues in the room, okay? We need to stay right. focused on recovery. And then we have them members, okay, uh, we don't debate in the meeting, okay? It's not cross-talking, okay? There's some people that will, uh, like there's a meeting in Philly that promotes uh you know, uh, double dipping, they call it, okay, sharing again. That's their group. Mm-hmm. But debating when I'm sharing, I'm going to politely ask you, can you please not debate with me, okay? This is not a debate right. meeting. I'm sharing my experience. If you have different experiences, share your experience, okay? But it's not open for debate, okay? Uh, right. That causes problems within the group when people do them things. That's where control manipulation starts coming in. Uh, I don't dump my crap. As I said, I use my sponsor. I do my step work, okay? But brand-new people are going to come in and do that. So make a time at the end of the meeting for them to be able to open up and then get together and do 12-step work with them afterwards. I talked about that already, okay? Uh, yeah. You know, and these are things that I, I you know, uh, because it does compromise the atmosphere recovery if you allow a meeting to get off track like that. So you need to bring it back. And how do you do that? talk about it in group conscience, and you can do that subtly without it being anyone in the meeting being aware of it's going on. You know, I mean, it's just like, and people are right. like, wow, that's a great meeting. You know, <laughs> but, you know, it's just like you don't bring all that into open in the meeting itself because it causes all kind of other dysfunctions in that meeting. And ever things we've had to go over and took us trial and error, talking about it, uh, communing together, fellowshipping together, and what works best for us to get this message out there is what we talk about. 
You know, and these are the exciting things, okay? And we don't yeah. believe it. Or should we leave it up to H.P. God and pick the seeds from bird shit? Well, uh, we used to do that, but we understand that, uh, you know, God utilizes us as a tool, and we should be discussing this about on how that we don't get a lot of shit laying around the room also, okay? All right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. People can bird seed out of the freaking, uh, you know, the, the bird shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we like it, to not yeah. put much uh, bird seed out of the out of the shit. We like to be able to just alleviate the shit. And if we got to clean a little bit up, that's great. Okay, we can do that after the meeting. All right. It's better to be in a situation where you're removing a little bit of shit from the bird seed instead of picking the bird seed out of the shit. <laughs> Congratulations, Sean. You know, they come to our conference every year, and uh, I couldn't be at two places at one time, okay? And I don't right. think they'd it by they're getting married, me on the telephone talking, okay? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, yeah, so, you know, um, I'll go really ahead, brother. We want for these great questions, man. It got me stimulated, it got me thinking, and I got things to take back to my home group now because of your questions. I think I've had a lot more. I have fun on all these podcasts, but I've had a lot more fun on this one. I think I don't know if it's just the mood I'm in, or the but the questions of they've just really struck me today. Like they're just really good questions, man. Not that the other ones weren't, but yeah, I don't know. Just like some meetings that you you feel are better than others. I just I really enjoyed this one, and I think it has a lot to do with these questions, and they're very thoughtful and uh, uh, insightful. I think you know. Uh, well, that's Eric, if you got anything to share with us. Yeah, you've been quiet over there, brother. What's up? I know I ain't got you muted. Oh, you can post it on the radio for you, okay? I, I, oh, he's I, over there I typing. Stuck in my head, I was still stuck in my head a little bit about uh, being late to the podcast, so uh, it was best for me to just listen. So. <laughs> uh, go listen to that uh Mikey D and a guy, he's a, well, I won't even get into it, but it's a recording out there. He's an NA member in an NA setting telling jokes about being late and not being guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, hey, uh, I have a responsibility and I didn't pay attention. And I, you know, yeah. that's, uh, that's, uh, gotta work on that. So. And called being human, brother, being human. Hey, uh, real quick, I, I just wanted to uh, say one quick thing. That, that crosstalk thing comes up a lot. Yeah, I think if you ask 10 different addicts their definition of crosstalk, you're going to get 10 different answers. And I like what Bill said about debating. Um, and this goes back to group contents and, and, and for, you know, the group I'm a member of. Uh, it used to be almost like a standing rule that if we had a, a small group like three or four people, we'd hold a conversation like we're having now. It would be recovery-oriented. It would be within the traditions. But this format of you share, now I share, we all only talk once, that's a group decision. And that, that has a, a lot to do with 
carry how we're going to carry this message to the newcomer. Is the newcomer going to be more comfortable in a conversation in a small? And there's no one answer to it. But uh, that crosstalk thing is something that there are definitely bad types of crosstalk, I think. But there are things that are labeled as crosstalk that uh, those. Are, Bill pointed out earlier. It's a decision of the group as far as double dipping or or whether we talk to each other in a meeting or. You know, definitely the debate thing I, I'm not cool with, but we've, we've had meetings where we talk to each other about our personal recovery almost the way you would at the meeting after the meeting, you know, and it's been a very positive thing in the right setting. Um, anybody got anything they want to wrap up with really quick? Something profound we can go out on strong. <laughs> I uh, just really think it's good, brother. I'm really excited, like I told you, in carrying this message worldwide, okay? I really hey, and, and uh, since this is the last one, oh, sorry, I'm talking over you, Mike. My phone's breaking up a little. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just really excited about this stuff, okay? I just really um, want to thank everyone because all the people that are uh, participating in the fellowship service conference, the groups of the Fellowship Service Conference are, are carrying a message around the world that you, 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 know, you won't even believe that you get involved in it with uh, the stuff that's happening, okay, in places like Russia. Uh, you know, we got a translator uh, going to participate this Sunday, you know, in, the, in my, my uh, Skype conversation with, uh, with, with Russia, okay, from China. So I'm going to make contacts in China. You know, uh, with somebody that's in NA, okay, that's a, that's another thing that's exciting, okay, because of this here forum, it's happening, okay, uh, uh, you know, just miracles that are happening, I mean, literature being sent, sent, sent to Nepal, okay, oh, you know, above, above India there in the Himalayas, okay, uh, by groups, you know, over in Holland, you know, getting that message out there would not be happening without you know, the, the, the NA home groups of the Fellowship Service Conference that are participating in this. That's the exciting part because they're fulfilling our primary purpose, getting that message out there, and miracles are happening because of it. Yeah, and that's, I just really want to thank all the groups that come up with these questions. Really, uh, make it exciting time. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to our next, I'm looking forward to the participation at the Fellowship Service Conference, uh, I know we'll do a, a podcast right there. I think that's where we're going to do our next one is at the Fellowship Service Conference. Yeah, yeah, I believe, I know we'll, even if it's not, I, I believe the Traditions podcast can happen there, but I know there'll probably be a number of podcasts we record there this year. Um, that being said, if you're listening to this, uh, this is uh, being recorded, uh, uh, it was today, May 26th of 2018, I believe. Uh, this fellowship service conference is just a couple, three weeks away. If you're hearing this and you can get out to Hamburg, Pennsylvania, go to nahelp.org. All the information is there. It is a, a mind blowing is an understatement to, to see the way this thing operates and the, the fellowship that goes on there. And, and it's just an unbelievable experience to be at that conference. If you can get there, get there. If you're hearing this in future years, hopefully this thing is still going. I can't imagine it not being. We literally have people coming from all over the world now, 
you know, this thing that started out just being kind of a, a northeast regional thing in the United States, and, and then all of a sudden we got groups coming from all over the United States. Now we have people coming from Europe. There might even be people from Russia there this time around. It's it's going to be unbelievable. Um, it, it's just truly and, and completely driven by the home groups. We don't even have a treasurer. It's just because the home groups that put it on take care of the, the finances and and everybody that goes there contributes and pays their own way, but, but we don't need a treasurer. We don't need a committee because the home groups are fulfilling their fifth tradition to carry this message and to drive those services, and there just hasn't been a need for a treasurer yet because the home groups are doing it. And it's just unreal, the atmosphere of recovery there and the unity and the, oh, my gosh, it, it is unbelievable. Um, I think the last thing I'd like to say is, is this forum is great, and uh, – you know, we got a few people with opinions on here that you get to hear, and this is a great place to discuss these things, but by far the best place to take these questions is to your home group and apply these traditions. Discuss these same questions there, pray, meditate, do that collective 11th step or, or third step or whatever it is you need to do as a group, and, uh, you know, discuss it. You won't go wrong uh, employing true group conscience, uh, you know, this is a good starting point. Now, now let's take it the rest of the way and discuss these issues in our home groups like Bill was talking about he's going to do with his, because that is by far the best place to discuss these issues, I think. Eric, you got anything you want to go out on there, brother? No. <laughs> right I'm on. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm excited with all the things that the groups are doing to carry out our, our you know, to actually see the groups coming together, to understand that our groups are responsible, that really, that makes that makes me feel great, and it makes me feel, uh, you know, like I see some of that freedom that, you know, uh, that I, I hadn't seen for a while, and I'm, I'm seeing groups all over carrying it out, and, uh, you know, uh, some are learning slower than others, and uh, but the fact of the matter is I see groups growing, and I, and I see groups getting back to the basics, and uh, that's a beautiful thing to be able to see that. So, Right on. That's all. I'm looking forward to seeing you both at the conference. Uh, and, uh, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to this, this year, maybe more so than any other year. All right, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully this has been a positive thing. I know we have to talk about some of the, the controversies of the past when we deal with these things, but... Uh, Hopefully it's been a positive thing today. It very much so has been for me. So thank you for everybody tuning in. You've been listening to Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network, this one, and we will see you all next month for Tradition 6. You have been listening to Autonomous Unity. 